Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart! Welcome to the show. This is your host, Jonathan. We're doing something a little different tonight. This is a special episode, an injury-specific episode, and we have a special guest with us. We have... The one, the only, Dr. Katie Searles. Say hi. Hey guys, what's up? She is here. She is a, uh, a doctor that works on sports injuries all the time. And we are going to talk through some of the key fantasy players that are dealing with injuries and uh, you know could go beyond week one. So we'll dive into uh, the specifics of their injuries as much as we have um, from what we can gather off the internet. Obviously, we're not actually assessing and diagnosing these pay, uh, these players. Um, otherwise, Katie would get it exactly right. Absolutely. Yep. So here we go. Here's a brand new segment that you can expect throughout the year. Just what the doctor ordered. That's right. This is just what the doctor ordered, your injury segment. And we're going to start out with someone that we don't really have to worry about going forward, but maybe... Um, maybe this is our chance to um, really let go of old Andrew Luck. Sorry, Ryan, we're going to cover him one more time. Uh, but talk to us about Andrew Luck and his latest injury. I know he's had a bunch, and part of that could be, you know, going back to just poor drafting on the Colts side where they, he was sacked way too much early on in his career. But talk to us about, I guess it was his ankle, is that right? Yeah, so the alleged report was calf pain, ankle sprain. Um, not too sure as far as the location or what the final diagnosis was. Um, some were reporting the Achilles. Um, the calf is above the Achilles. The, the calf, you know, comes to form the Achilles. So um, there's there's some debate as far as what was leading to what, you know. Oftentimes what I see in the office um, with the report that I had read is he had a high ankle sprain. Uh, a high ankle sprain is going to be a l- more severe than a low ankle sprain. And this was probably leading to his calf pain, his Achilles pain. Um, you know, there was talk when they x-rayed, there was a, a bone found um, in his foot on the backside near the Achilles. And that's what's called an ostrigonium. And it's simply a free-floating bone that some people have not everybody has it and this is an anomaly it doesn't um, really affect things it can depending on the size of it i'd have to see the x-rays it can actually create some impingement in the back of the ankle which can lead to ankle impingement pain in the ankle which overloads the calf so um, it's hard to say what came first and what was really his problem okay so i've got a couple follow-ups on that one you mentioned high ankle sprain so let's start there so what's the difference between a high ankle sprain and i'm assuming low ankle sprain or mid ankle sprain or regular ouchie ankle sprain what other kind of ankle sprain is there so they grade them out so you have grade one grade two grade three now typical ankle sprain most of y'all have probably performed when jonathan crosses you over on the court Go on. Um, and that's when you turn your ankle out, a low ankle sprain. You turn your ankle out. You sprain the ligaments on the bottom part of the bony aspect of your ankle, right? It blows up. 
Now, a high ankle sprain is going to be above the ankle. So you have your tibia and your fibia, your shin bones, and you have tissue that's in between those bones. And that tissue with repetitive stress becomes ripped apart. And that's when, uh, through trauma, repetitive ankle sprains, it, sometimes it's, it's how the ankle gets hit if it's trauma, or it can be repetitive um, non-contact injury. So that tissue in between the, the bones is what's ripping apart, which takes um, a lot longer to heal. I meant go on as in my crossover, but I, I actually stopped listening after you said I cross everyone over that's in the league because it's absolutely true, including Stuart. Um, okay, so it sounds like it's definitely more serious than your traditional low low-grade ankle sprain. Right. You, you can't work on that tissue. In a, in a low ankle sprain, you can work on the tissue around the bone on the outside. This is inside the 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 calf. You can't get your hands into that tissue. So you obviously aren't privy to the actual treatment um, of that kind of a sprain. Um, but what is the normal recovery time for something like that? So typical low ankle sprain would be two to six weeks, depending on the grade. Obviously, the higher the grade, the longer the recovery process. A high ankle sprain is going to be um, a bit longer. It can be a month to month and a half. It depends on, you know, if you're resting, are you, are you on it? Um, or are you kind of pushing through it and trying to manage it? And that's where you'll see these cases with these guys where they'll have a, a simple sprain. It's a mild sprain. And they'll struggle throughout the year of, of, of re-spraining it because they don't take the time to rest because they got to be back on the field. They're getting paid millions. So, so that actually leads us into another player um, that's actually dealing with uh, what's diagnosed as a high ankle sprain right now is Keenan Allen. So mm-hmm. he suffered his, I want to say three weeks ago, early on in the preseason, and they have basically sat him since. Mm-hmm. So pretty much for the entire month of August, he hasn't done much. Do you think he should be good to go by this Sunday? Is he is he in the clear? Does he Is he going to be someone to keep an eye on going forward? Um, I'd say keep an eye on him. Um, you know, the treatment, I don't know what, as far as the therapy they're doing, if he has been resting, it's, it's kind of a symptom based thing too, is how is he feeling? Um, a lot of it, you know, you can clear a physical test. So with ankle sprains, we'll do, um, there's a series of three tests that the athlete has to perform in order to be cleared. It's a single leg hop with no pain. Um, it's a T route. So it's that cutting, slowing down, acceleration, deceleration, um, and a figure eight, running in a figure eight. And if they pass all of those, then they're cleared. Now, he can clear all the tests physically, but mentally, if he, if he has any mental, like, pro, you know, hindrance, then that's also going to play a key factor. And I think also with, with Andrew Luck is that mental aspect is when you're injured so much, it, it, it affects you physically. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see how that wears on you Um with Andrew Luck, I mean, it's been years of rehab. So, I mean, these guys suffer. They basically get in a car crash every weekend. Yeah, and, it's miserable. Who yeah. wants to do rehab? I mean, it takes well, the joy out of the game when you can't. And then, you know, they obviously are paying lots of money. For and they $150 want... million, dollars, I might do some rehab. But Yeah, but you have never see the field. I mean, is it worth it? Uh, probably after the $150 million. He's going to feel um, like he's 50 No, I get it. I've, I've, on a much smaller scale... I've become very frustrated with 
re-spraining an ankle in basketball that I've already rehabbed before and I already know this is going to take a couple months and it's just super annoying and and just you know you're going to miss you miss athletics and working out for a long period of time so that sucks yeah I mean the the reoccurrence rate of ankle sprains is like 72 percent or the the likelihood of you you developing instability is, is super high so if they're not rehabbing properly then you know you can expect that timeline to go farther out Okay, let's move on. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., I believe um, one of our, our current champion, owns him. Uh, he's de- dealing with a hip pointer. What is a hip pointer? Um, well, the hip. Got the hip. Hip bone. The pointer. I don't know why they name it this, honestly. It's just a bruise to your hip crest. That so sounds dirty, but go on. <laughs> Um, I didn't know I had a hip crest. Yeah, you know when you put your when you get sassy and you put your hand on your hip, you're putting your hand on your your hip crest. Oh, that's how Stewart stands. Yeah, every day. Okay, okay. So Stewart's hip crest. Go on. Um, so it's basically trauma. You you get hit. He's playing football. He's bruised it. Needs a little time, but he should be good. What's the typical recovery time on a hip pointer, especially if you're getting medical treatment, rehab? I, I think he suffered it a couple weeks ago. It just kind of came up. Yeah, he should be good. Okay, so not really concerned about him. Yeah. Let's move on to a Dallas Cowboy. I think we have some fans in our – we have a few fans in our league. Um, But this one in particular, wide receiver Amari Cooper, has been dealing with uh, an interesting foot issue, um, which he claims he's dealt with in the past. Um, But the Cowboys have been treating him – with kid gloves, making sure that he's rested up and ready to go for the regular season. So talk to us about Amari Cooper's foot pain. What's going on there? I'd like to know which of these guys don't have foot pain because literally every single one of these dudes has big feet and they're messed up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the deal with Amari Cooper, you know, reports say that he's uh, dealing with some plantar fasciitis. All that is is inflammation on the bottom of your foot. Okay. Um, this is a tricky one. Um, with his previous foot injuries, um, I'd read he had a bone bruise, which is just basically tr- repeated trauma to that heel bone, and you can uh, damage the fat pad um, on the bottom of the foot, which is a little bit uh, faster healing recovery. Plantar fasciitis, the nature of us being on our feet, you know, think about a football player cutting, running, that's a lot of stress on that tissue. So, um, in my clinic, typically, it's going to take – it depends on how long it's been going on. Um, well, he said he's dealt with it for years. Uh, not this one in particular, but he's dealt with this in the past. I know mm-hmm. on the Raiders he dealt with it, um, and I believe he did maybe in college. I really could use David here tonight. He knows more about college football than me. But I know he's dealt with it yeah. multiple times. He even came out and said he's dealt with it before. He didn't sound too worried about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he rated his pain as a 3 out of 10, which is very little. Now, if he's been dealing with it for a chronic uh, long amount of time, you know, you get to where that tissue, if you put enough stress on the body, the body's going to adapt and it's going to lay down more tissue. So what happens is the, the tissue begins to thicken. And when, when you have cellular change like that, it makes it, harder presents more problems with the healing process so um you know looking at the research with plantar fasciitis though um prp has become a big thing in the medical field currently um i'm sure that he might be getting some of that um 
What is PRP? Yeah, I was about to say, do you know what that is? No. Perp? <laughs> Plasma-rich platelets. Mm. So they... Sounds tasty. They take uh, your blood, they spin it, they take the, the plasma, and then they basically will inject it back into your body. So it's, stimu- it's using your own cells to stimulate healing. And so the research actually shows that this um, is helpful. So if he's, if he's doing something like this now, there's a difference between PRP and steroid injections. And we know that through the research that the steroid injections are not good for um, tissue healing long term, and you can actually rupture um, the bottom of that tissue if you're not careful. So is PRP, this is a side note, but it's PRP, is that something that Kobe Bryant and some of the NBA players were doing to keep their knees from being shredded? Possibly, but it, there's there's certain areas of the knee, patellar tendonitis, PRP does not work well on. So it's different, the body's responding differently, which is interesting, and they're still doing the research that some areas respond well and some areas don't. Okay, so perp. Perp. Let's move on to uh, another wide receiver, another foot issue. Uh, Spoiler, the rest of these are foot issues. Shocker. Uh, A.J. Green. So talk to us about A.J. Green. Now, his was a non-contact injury in practice, and they came out and said it was his foot, then it was his ankle, and then he needed surgery, and then they didn't have a timeline. They even talked about putting him on the IR designated a return, which means it's serious but not that serious, and then they ended up not uh, because they're hoping he can come back before, I believe, week eight uh, or week six, somewhere in that time frame. So what's going on with his foot injury that you can tell? Yeah, so for him, he had surgery. So from what I had read, he had an avulsion fracture basically you you have the the tendons and ligaments that attach to bone and what happens is his is non-contact well it probably was a cutting maneuver where he he cut and if the muscle is strong enough it will pull the bone off away from the other part of the bone so aj green's foot is so strong that he broke his own bone he's so strong he's like the hulk pretty much okay but, it, I, but what they have to do is is the chunk, depending on how big the Ugh. the break is, um, they have to put a screw sometimes in it. They'll reattach it with a screw. So depending on the placement of where he had fractured it, um, I mean, he's still in a boot currently. That sounds, so uh, yeah, that sounds like that could be something that could linger through the season. So based off his timeline, you know, that's about a six to eight week recovery um, which would place him at a return of week two or three. But if he's still in a boot, then I would push it back to, at, you know, four, five, six, you mm. know, a couple couple more weeks. Well, that's terrible. I would hate to have drafted yeah. him. He's probably on a scooter, scooting around. That's what Daniel's team name should be, the scooter team. The scooters. Okay, well, let's move on to our final player. Um, the number one pick in this year's draft. Uh, he number is a- one? Yeah, he's a he was actually on your dad's team um, before he dropped him, Why? and well, because he has Pat Mahomes and, and mm. Alvin Kamara, so there's nothing wrong with his decision to do that. But uh, Julio has been a staple in fantasy football for years. He's been top three, top five receiver every year, um, but he's also been one of those that can be a game-time decision scratch because of a foot injury or mid-game just get pulled for a foot or hamstring or something like that. So 
Um, talk to us about what Julio has dealt with in the past and what he, he could be dealing with in the future. Yeah, so if you look at all his injuries, the uh, majority of them are on the right side. A lot, of, a lot of times it'll be re-injury the same side or you'll see a correlation between the same foot and the same hip. So for him, it started out at the knee, which we all should know, red flag, red flag, it's coming. His hips are probably a problem. His foot, he's, he's strained his hamstring many times. Um, he even had one of the key ones I had looked at was he had bunion surgery, um, which can pre, uh, present a host of further foot problems moving forward, depending on if he had what type of surgery he had for the bunion. It's got to look good in those flip-flops though. That's part of the problem. Flip-flops cause foot pain. Oh, let's not go down that rabbit trail. <laughs> um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts having issues on his left side um, with the hamstring, with the hip. Um, but that bunion surgery on the right back in 2017, you know, could present some problems moving forward. But I think currently it's now ankle with hip flexor. Um, he tends to manage it well, given that he's had a lot of issues. But yeah, he's... He's just always, he's never a full go. He's always a risk. So it sounds like that'll continue given his injury history of the past. Yeah. I mean, he's probably learned what works for him as far as he's dealt with so many of these injuries. He knows, you know, how he feels, how, you know, when he can push through and when he, he's good to go. Okay. Well, that was our injury segment. Um, we did have breaking news today about Antonio Brown, and I will pour my heart out here. Players I love this week. Um, this is uh, this is hard to say, but Antonio has really broken my heart. He's a player that I've loved for a long, long time. Um, and I sent a message out to league. He is on the the trade block. He's available um, if for the right price. Trade him. Oh gosh. Trade him. Thirty minutes ago, you just said like don't I trade told, him. just like I told you to cut Andrew Luck. What do you know? Yeah, Mama was right. Well. Mama, Mama gives what Mama wants, I guess. But listen, this is less about injury. This is more about ego. Maybe it's a mental health thing. I don't know. I'm not. I I'm, think he's just playing games. I'd love for him to play football. That game, yeah. that'd be great. But um, yep. So that's that's what I'm dealing with right now. So I'll be um, I'll be listening to those trade offers as they come in. Um, that'll do it for the show tonight. Short and sweet. It's a kickoff. It's Thursday night. Bears, Packers, good luck to anyone who's got players tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.